It's Thursday, July 15th, and this is the Daily Wager podcast. The Milwaukee Bucks even up the series. Baseball returns, and the Open Championship is underway. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving, of course, and get set as we fill you in as everything you need to know for the betting day is coming up. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Foljam, I'm Joe Fortenball. We were supposed to have at least the Yankees-Red Sox game to talk about from a betting perspective. The Yankees haven't announced their starting pitcher yet, so we don't have a line. What do we do, Foljam? What do we do? Fade the Yankees, I guess. I mean, despite <laughs> not knowing the starting pitcher. That's kind of been a profitable play uh, all season long. Betting baseball is so so difficult compared to uh, basketball, specifically things like golf and the NFL. It's just so much variance within a that small sample size of one game within a 162 game schedule. But you know the the Yankees just try and ride a trend maybe that uh has been going all year long. The Yankees have underachieved, especially with their offense. So uh, maybe fade the Yankees or, or fade the Yankees offense. I know what we can do. We can talk a little association as the Milwaukee Bucks have evened up the NBA Finals two games apiece after defeating the Phoenix Suns 109-103 last night in Milwaukee. Game five Saturday, back in Phoenix, 9 p.m. Eastern. Let's start with the adjusted series prices. Phoenix is minus 155 to win the finals despite losing the last two games. Milwaukee plus 135. If you were going to make a wager today, which way would you go? Man, I, I guess Phoenix, because they're the team that I have picked to win this series, and this is the best price we've had on them, you know, since the series has started. Now that Milwaukee's won two games and made it a best of three, Phoenix still has home court. Um, Booker got right, but then CP3 had his worst game, so I'm expecting a bounce back from CP3 in game five, but some regression from Booker uh, in game five. Giannis, though, is kind of the, the wrench in this. When I was handicapping before the series started, I did not think we'd see Giannis return at any point in the series to this level. But he immediately, after game one, erased any doubts that his knee would be an issue. And he, has, of course, he of course has bounced back uh, with even stronger performances in game two, three, and four. Chris Middleton helping him out big time again last night, just being automatic from mid-range like Rip Hamilton. So I think this is a 50-50 coin flip series at this point. Um, it is the best price that you get on Phoenix uh, since the series has started. And they do have home court, but if I had to place a wager right now, the fact that it's a coin flip in my eyes and you get plus money on the bucks, that's the wager I would make. I'm just going to pass because and sit back and just watch and enjoy and not sweat uh, this series with a ticket um, from this point going forward. I was hang on to um, the sun's ticket that I, I had earlier. It might be wise to reinvest or hedge with uh, Milwaukee uh, at that price, but I think this is going to be a tight series in the next three games down the stretch. I'd lay the 155 with the Suns. Credit to Milwaukee for what they've done in games three and four. But the reality of the situation is if you played the Suns last night like I did, you were covering the game for all but the final 19 seconds. That's it. You were covering the game for all but the final 19 <laughs> seconds. Phoenix melted down in the fourth, 17 turnovers. Chris Paul was absolutely atrocious. Like all those Chris Paul narratives for the haters are going to come right back into play. Oh Booker God. was great. Aiton couldn't score, and Milwaukee had a huge fourth quarter, and the home crowd played a big advantage. So they've evened up the series. I still think the Suns are the better team. I think they're going to bounce back. We can get into that as well, but I would play Phoenix minus 155. Now, you're off tomorrow. You're not on the pod. So early right. thoughts. Phoenix is laying four. 
Total is the lowest we've seen in this series. It's 218 and a half. Any early plays for the people? Yeah, I'm not sure how to approach the side. Um, I think that's a fair number and one that's hard for me to handicap. I do think the total, even though it's come down, is one that I, I feel comfortable going under. You know what I say, deeper into the series you get, the more I like the unders. Um, the, the trend in this series so far in the postseason and regular season combined has been all overs until yesterday's under, which doesn't surprise as the uh, we get deeper into the series. I think that's going to be a trend. I think it was 209 points uh, in game four. I think you're going to see something similar, even uh, less in game five, because now it's a best of three. The series has tightened up. Um, the, the pace is going to get more deliberate. The defensive effort is going to be even more deliberate. Um, I think you're going to see uh, referees kind of swallow their whistle a little bit, um, especially with some of the complaints that have been lobbied against the officiator. I think they're going to kind of let them play, be physical, and may the best team win. So uh, I feel most comfortable about the under um, going forward uh, until it gets maybe into the low two teams. I'll keep betting that the rest of the series. Following social media last night during the game was hilarious because in every <laughs> other NBA game, all we see is everyone complaining about all the ticky-tack foul calls. Then game four is an old-school throwback where they're not blowing the whistle at all. And guess what? Everybody's complaining that it's too physical and the refs aren't calling any fouls. What do you want, people? You got to make a decision <laughs> at some point in your life as to how you want to watch an NBA game. If you just want to complain, fine, complain. I would do two things here. Uh, as of right now, I would lay the four with Phoenix, and this is the first time all series I would consider playing an over since the prices dropped to 218 and a half. If you look at what happened in game four, you have a situation from a total perspective. Phoenix shot 30% from deep. Milwaukee shot 24% from deep. Phoenix only got 78 shots off in that game. 78. That's the lowest by either team in any game this series. They had 17 turnovers in that game. And Monty Williams has been vocal at multiple points in this series that he wants to push the pace. Generally, they don't want to do that in Phoenix. They want to slow the game down, but they are trying to push the pace and coming home feeding off the crowd noise with the series 2-2. I think they might be able to do that. Last night, despite the rock fight, despite the slow pace, despite the 78 shots we from Phoenix, we still had 212 points on the board. So at 218 and a half, I would start looking to the over. Not a love play, maybe a quarter unit, maybe a half unit. I'd also look to the Suns as well. Minus 12 in turnover differential last night. They took 19 fewer shots. They shot 10 fewer free throws, and they were on the road. They're going to have the crowd noise here. I think we're going to get a nice bounce back effort. So as of now, would lay the four with Phoenix, uh, would play the over, and then I also like Phoenix for the series, but I do have to tip my hat to Giannis and, and the Bucks. They did yeah. a lot more in Milwaukee than I thought they would. I thought maybe they'd grab one of two, definitely not both to even up the series, but that's something we should have learned about Milwaukee by now. Let's turn our yeah. attention to Major League Baseball. As we mentioned earlier, the Yankees and the Red Sox will kick off the second half of the season tonight. That game's on ESPN around 7 p.m. Eastern. Rodriguez is going to go for the Red Sox. We don't know who's going for the Yankees. So most sportsbooks don't have a price as of the recording of this podcast. So are there any second-half futures wagers that have caught your attention that the people might be able to fire on before the second half gets underway? Yeah, and it involves fading the Yankees as well. Garrett Cole is the favorite to win the AL Cy Young at minus 110. Lance Lynn, the big burly right-hander for the White Sox, is plus 400. And I'm wondering why. Lynn leads the American League in ERA and adjusted ERA+. plus. He also has the same number of wins himself, nine, as Garrett Cole. 
And his team is first in the AL Central and very likely going to make the playoffs, whereas the Yankees, I think right now, the market says no wisely if you want to wager they're not going to make the postseason so i'm wondering why cole is this overwhelming favorite for the al cy young we, we know he's been complaining about the changes made to what pitchers can use as far as substances and we've seen um some numbers even though it's small sample size indicate that's affecting his performance meanwhile lance lynn is a guy who has always just thrown nothing but 90 percent fastballs move a four seamer a two seamer and a cut fastball around the zone and he has perfected that craft in, in modern Major League Baseball. So he doesn't need, you know, stick them. He doesn't need anything. He's going to bring heat at you and dare you to hit it. And so far this season, no one really has. So plus 400 for Lance Lynn to win the Cy Young. I think that narrative is going to shift in the second half if the Yankees continue to struggle and the Sox continue to own the AL Central and Lynn continues, as he has, to lead the American League in ERA and ERA+. Plus. I like that. You brought that up yesterday on Daily Wager. I thought that was smart. You've got a great player in Lynn who's just getting no attention, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. One, it's the White Sox versus the Yankees. Lance Lynn doesn't have the sexy name appeal that Garrett Cole has. And at the same time, the first half of the baseball season, how many people are really zeroing in on the key storylines outside of Otani and Tatis, right? Like a lot of it, you're not focusing on that much because you have the playoffs in hockey, you have the playoffs in basketball. But as we move to the second half of the season and we close in on that playoff race, people are going to zero in more and the narrative for Lynn is going to become more prominent. I'll play into the Yankees as well. I'll bet no minus 175 that they do not make the playoffs. They're 46 and 43 at the break with a plus one run differential. That's a 500 team. You can make the case that they've overachieved based on their <laughs> run potential or their run differential while everyone else thinks they've underachieved. Boston's better. Tampa's better. The White Sox, the Astros, the A's, Seattle all have better winning percentages right now. Toronto and Cleveland have the same winning percentage. Only five teams are going to make the playoffs in the AL and the NL this year. We're going back to the original rules uh, prior to the COVID breakout when they expanded the playoff roster. I don't trust Aaron Boone. I don't think his message is being heard in the clubhouse. You mentioned Garrett Cole. He's been wildly inconsistent since the crackdown on foreign substances. If this were any team but the Yankees, right? If it were the Twins, if it were the Phillies, if it were the Reds, we wouldn't even be considering it, but yes. But because it's the Yanks, well, you know, they're just going to turn it on at some point. I don't think so. Maybe they make a move at the deadline, but they got bigger problems than one or two key moves can solve. So I'll play the no on the Yanks minus 175. Look at that. With virtually nothing to bet on today, we talked about 10 minutes on betting. That's just how you do it right there. We're we should pros, be politicians. Ball. We are we pros, should be, baby. We should be gas bag politicians, <laughs> just saying a whole bunch of words with no meaning, nothing behind it. But that's a conversation for another day. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is it for today. 10 minutes of the bets you need as promised. Good luck with the futures. Good luck with your open championship bets. We'll be back tomorrow. Doug and I will be talking about game four, game five, I should say, of the NBA Finals, as well as everything on the weekend card. But for now, if you could subscribe, rate, and review, it's always much appreciated. Have a great day. We'll catch you tomorrow morning. 